Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is Journeys with Jen. I'm Jennifer Griego. Today is a pretty fun special podcast. We are going to be talking about the movie Five Feet Apart and kind of a Q&A about cystic fibrosis. It's kind of a hot topic right now, so I felt like it'd be a good time to do this. Today we're with kind of a bunch of people. My dad, my mom, two of my really close friends, Maddie Howe and Michaela Drew. Um, Michaela I've known for about 12, 13 years are... We've got, we went to grade school together. All of our families are really close friends. And Maddie, I've known for like solid three months. She's a freshman on my tennis team. So we're also very close. So, hey guys, how's it going? You all excited? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to be here. You guys can answer too. I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm here so often. I'm not that pumped about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's because you're working. Our second podcast of the day. I'm kind of anonymous usually. And <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm just around a bunch of girls are going to be cackling. But well, whatever. You're usually no. here, so I sometimes recognize you. Anyway, Michaela and Maddie are nervous, but it's fine. We'll be just, fine. Just a little bit. Just, yeah. It's okay. We're good. Okay, so anyway, Michaela is a little odd one out. She hasn't seen Five Feet Apart yet. No. Awkward. What a fake friend. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, okay. It. Well, it's okay. Maybe we'll give a little input before you see the movie. So, <laughs> I know I was very excited to see the movie Howie. Oh, also, Maddie, I call her Howie. It's like kind of a tennis inside joke. So, if I say Howie, I'm talking to Maddie. Um, and my parents were all really excited to see it. My brothers still haven't seen it. Fake brothers, anyway. So, um, so Michaela, are you excited to see it? Are you going to see it? Yes, I will see it very soon, just for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and the rest of people who have seen the movie, what did you guys think about it? Were you like, what was your perspective before you went and saw the movie? Okay, well, actually, before we get into that, we're going to play the trailer for the movie again really quickly. I played it in the podcast with Haley Lou Richardson, but in the spirit of talking about Five Feet Apart again, we're going to play the trailer once more, just to kind of, if you didn't listen to that podcast and you hadn't seen the movie yet or you haven't seen the trailer just to kind of introduce you to the movie before we talk about it. Human touch. We need that touch from the one we love almost as much as we need air to breathe. I never understood that until I couldn't have it. it never away. This is my life with cystic fibrosis. Ivar! still get that thing out of my face. What would I do without you? You'd die. <laughs> People with CF aren't supposed to get within six feet because we could end up catching each other's bacteria. You followed me. With the intent of introducing myself, I'm Will Newman. You're the kind of guy that ignores the rules because it makes you feel in control. Am I right? You're not wrong. You think that's cute? Do you think it's cute? There's no room in the Do you know how lucky you are to be here? Nothing is going to save our lives. We're breathing borrowed air. These meds are not optional. Yeah, that's probably why they keep shoving them down my throat. Okay, we're gonna do our treatments together, so that way I know you're actually doing them. Shake up. Funny. Don't tell me the one time you're interested in some guy, he's also got CF. I just helped him set up his med cart. I know you, Stella. Organizing a med cart is like flirting. Six feet apart at all times. You both know the rules. You catch his infection and you can kiss new lungs goodbye. I don't want to hurt you. I can't. This whole time I've been living for my treatments instead of doing my treatments so that I can live. And I want to live. After all that CF is stolen from me, I don't mind stealing something back. 
304 millimeters, 12 inches, one foot. Five feet apart. Are you in? <clears throat> that was the trailer. So, Michaela, there's a trailer for you again to do the movie, but it's fine. I'm sorry. And just for the record, Michaela does not live in a trailer. So, <laughs> I think it sounded a little bit offensive the way you phrased that. Just saying. Yeah, I, I don't live in a trailer. No. It may be a van down by the river. But. <laughs> so, how many times have you seen that trailer, Maddie? Uh, I think about three. Yeah, especially she, since I watched your podcast. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, she's mouthing the words in the background. <laughs> Great music in the movie, too. Oh, so good. Anyway, so obviously I talked to Haley Lou Richardson, and that was a very fun podcast, and talking to her was so much fun. I loved it. So back to, like, what I was saying in the beginning. So what was your guys' impression going into the movie? Like, what, I know, Mom, you and me were both following it a lot, and we're really, really excited yeah. about it. So what was your, like, first impression going into the movie? Well, I knew it couldn't be a good story. In other words, it wouldn't be a happy story. So I was prepared for it being sad, Knowing what the lifestyle and what um, the life is like. Real quick, um, since Michaela has not seen the movie here. Oh, I won't. I'm not going to ruin the ending. (laughs) No, No, I won't. Please don't. No, there won't be any, uh, what do you call those? uh, Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler alerts, yeah. No, um, but knowing that um, as you age with cystic fibrosis, things progress and get worse. um, It doesn't go the other way around. So I figured Mm -hmm. that the storyline was going to touch on that concept. And so I had to prepare myself that it was going to be a rough one. Especially Uh, with them not being allowed to be together. I'm like, there's no way this can end. Right. Well. Right. Um, But at the same time, I was eager to uh, hear what, um, how they were going to portray CF. And Mm -hmm. I followed the interviews with the director Justin Baldoni, and he uh, was inspired by a young woman who was cystic fibrosis, and I followed her, yeah. that being Claire Wineland, and I thought she was a fabulous uh, woman and really had such a great uh, outlook on life and just mm-hmm. a, a beautiful soul that I didn't even know, but I felt like I'm, I, I knew her through some of her talks on YouTube and things, but I figured the the movie with um, her inspiration and Justin Baldoni's commitment to really give CF the attention that it deserves in the public eye. Um, I was excited to see um, how the movie was going to make that happen. So Mm. I was really looking forward to being able to put CF um, in the public so people could understand the disease that it doesn't have any physical characteristics that you can tell from the outside Mm -hmm. so it was going to be very interesting for people to learn what cf is really all about yeah and the cf foundation was also a very big part in it correctly have i know they kind of had like a little link in the movie when it came out but they helped kind of support it but also they wanted to make sure that kids knew it was like a fictional story and that cf people should not be in the same room together let alone six feet so Yep, and I think Justin Baldoni was really respectful for all those living with CF and the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation who would exist because of those lives affected by CF. So he kind of wanted to let the foundation know that, hey, I'm going to you know, make a story about cystic fibrosis. It's a fictional love story, mm-hmm. but it's also going to touch on the realistic aspects of CF so that it was a real story. Um, so they wanted to kind of get the blessings from the foundation and... Um, and this foundation did have to put, you know, kind of 
um, alerts, disclaimer. disclaimers up there, you know, locally throughout the chapters across the country that, hey, this is a, a movie about CF. Please don't duplicate it in your life because it is a fiction story. So we just want to make sure that people understood that. Um, but beyond that, um, they did a really, really good job representing the CF community. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dad? How did you feel about the movie? And I don't, you didn't follow it much before it came out, did you? Just kind of what Mom was saying. No, but I, I was... It was the worst comedy I ever saw. I was Dude. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber sequel, kind of my speed. But, uh, oh, is this on the air? Are it, we yeah. Blocking? So Haley Lou's going to be disappointed? No. No, I, I thought it was well done. I thought it was, you know, great. It was, you know, kind of a chick flick, so. So you loved it then? It was a little romantic, sort of a uh, Shakespearean Romeo and Juliet deal. So, I mean... I, I thought it was well done. I thought it portrayed the cystic fibrosis part of it very well. Um, and I was glad to watch you watch it and your mom watch it. I think your mom only cried like 95% of the time. <laughs> That's true. I didn't I, cry that much. I was actually surprised. Well, you're kind of the ice queen, so I'm not too... Whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> okay. Snap. Yikes. Dad, even that? microphone, everything you say goes through all of our headsets. <laughs> wow. That's uh, kind of awkward then. Yeah, Dad <laughs> forgot his edit mode in his brain this morning. Does he have one? No, actually, it's true. A he brain? <laughs> a brain or an, or an edit mode. mode. I think Jennifer's thinking right now. Your thing's on you. Edit that out. No, we're not editing that out. Are you kidding me? And I'm the producer. It's still Why on is mute. it on mute? What's on mute? <laughs> Your computer. It's not. It just was. That is offensive. Yeah, okay, so that's we gotta love a well timed joke. <laughs> All right, well, since my dad's struggling over here a little Technical bit. difficulties. Hang on one second, let me try this one. Did I stutter? <laughs> that's gonna be Could like be. Maddie and Michaela the whole like, <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Speaking of Howie, um, you saw the movie and a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, what was your kind of. You met me a couple like months before you saw it. Did you know about it before you met me? Was it kind of after? And then how did you feel going into the movie before you saw it and um, watching it? I hadn't heard about the movie yet until your podcast and everything you posted about it. And um, I listened to the podcast and going to see it, I thought it would be like, I didn't think it would be as sad as it was. Not going to spoil anything, don't worry. I didn't think it would be as sad as it was. I mean, you warned me, but mm. I don't really listen to you. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. You know I mean. what? You're, you're welcome to be in the family at any time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fit right in. Yeah, but I cried a lot. Wasn't expecting it, but it was a good movie. It was really good. Thanks. Michaela, are you excited to see it? Yeah, now that everyone's talking about crying, I feel like I'm going to cry the entire time. <laughs> I have people calling me after bawling. Like, Hannah was like 20 minutes after, like, sending me Snapchats, bawling. Bailey and Delaney called me after. I was like, dang. Yeah, I'll probably be calling you after I see it. <laughs> Even Hope didn't die that much. I thought she was going to like freak out. She really? Didn't. Yeah. I was expecting more from her. I let me down a little bit. <laughs> I sent you like a paragraph after I finished. I was like, Jen, I cried. I cried a lot. <laughs> you were like, yeah, I kind of warned you. I was like, I know. <laughs> well, Michaela, as an elite softball player, you should be able to recognize and relate to. Because there's no crying in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> baseball. No crying. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. Oh, Lord. Coach Drew was like, no crying. <laughs> there's no crying. <laughs> okay, well, um, so obviously I loved the movie. I thought it was very good. And for those of you out there who have not seen it yet, I highly recommend you go watch it. It 
It's a very good movie. It obviously is very sad, so I recommend you should bring tissues or something. People <laughs> cry a lot when they when they see it. Um, but I definitely recommend you go see it. It's a very good movie, and I think like, well, Michaela haven't seen it yet, but Michaela knows a lot about what I go through because she's known me for so long. But Maddie, you did not know a lot of what I went through because you knew me just a couple months before you saw the movie. So did that kind of open your eyes about what CF people have to go through on a daily basis? It opened my eyes a lot because I knew like a little bit about CF, obviously, but I didn't know all the stuff you had to mm-hmm. go through. So just like watching it and hearing about it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, cause like as someone with CF, I don't like advertising to my friends. Like this is what I go through every day. And like, this is what I have to do. So I thought it was a really good way of like showing that without me having to like complain in a sense to you guys. Like this is what I have to go through every day. But instead of like it showing it in a better way than having me like rant to you. And I think that was really good. The way that um, the movie was put together. I thought that was really well. By the way, can I just say for the record that um, as a producer of the show, (laughs) (laughs) it's a little awkward to be surrounded by this many women that are laughing and crying. You're making us laugh. (laughs) I I know, but from my own experience, I just... I know less about women than anyone in the world. (laughs) <laughs> and that's George Costanza and I can relate I can this say might so be sort of a, a right rough now. ride for me but uh, sorry go ahead I can say so many things but you know we're going to avoid the jokes because I'm a little bit nicer to you than you are to me <laughs> really when did this happen <laughs> try to turn over a new leaf <laughs> just when it's recorded not when we're at home in the trust tree in the nest um, anyway so the so the, the premise of the show so you okay. have that and then you're going to um now, segue. Well, I was going to say really quickly that I get, um, like, we're going into a Q&A portion, which I have forced my friends to make up questions for. <laughs> you shouldn't spell stuff like that for a freshman. You know, Q&A <laughs> is a lot to Let's be honest, in gingers, you know. And a she's a Canadian. Yeah. I mean, there's probably different letters in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but real quick before we get into, like, CF Q&A. Um, what does that spell? <laughs> Retard. Oh, different word. Sorry. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> anyway that's um, not nice <laughs> okay anyway so um one of the common questions by the way you get, brought it up so okay well maybe we should tell that to Rayman because he practically bankrupted a casino and he was a retard what he was a retard <laughs> retard Oh, Lord. Sorry. Hangover. One of my favorite movies, Hangover. Yeah, you, you showed it to us when we were like eight. Yeah, we thought you guys were in bed, <laughs> not paying no, attention. No, 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 no. no, Grandma was at the cabin, and you're like, oh, let's go watch Hangover. And no, Mom said, Grandma said, hey, I, lo- I, I want to see that movie. I'm like, well, yeah, the kids won't pay attention. And they sat we, there on the couch. <laughs> and watched the whole thing. Her my favorite movie is also Scarface, so like. <laughs> yeah, that's your grandmother's favorite movie, Scarface. Yeah. So I come Jeez. back. I was on a hunting trip, shockingly, and I come back, and Timmy, I take his bag and I drop it somewhere and he goes hey be careful there's skittles in there and Timmy is like five I'm like dude that's the line from hangover yeah I know we watched it the other day with my <laughs> <and> grandma <laughs> Mike you watched hangover <laughs> it was like the edited I, version it's fine I don't think I it put was. him in the closet it definitely and locked was it and, uh, that's not wow that's CPS <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes don't tell anybody it's just recorded you, oh not yeah editing well, it edit, edit that out no um, anyway, so back to the thing I've been trying to say for the past like two minutes. A question I get a lot about the movie Five Feet Apart is if it's an accurate portrayal. I can hear you stirring your. Oh, sorry. 
is if it's an accurate portrayal of living with CF, and it definitely is. I think it's very accurate in the emotions that people feel and everything that they go through physically. Um, all I have, not, thanks to my mother, I have not been hospitalized since I was like two, like yep. overnight. High five for that. You just had That's some day, you know, like twenty-four hour procedures yeah, where you're like, home, um, outpatient things, but yeah. never like. Um, and nowadays they try not to get people in the hospital as much as they are in that movie because of the risk of infection. So a lot of things are outpatient, but I have not been hospitalized since I was about two mm-hmm. for an extended period of time over 24 hours. So thanks to my great, fantastic mom who oh. has kept me. Wow. I'm glad this is recorded. <laughs> I say that sometimes. You're anyway, welcome. sometimes. <laughs> You're welcome, Jen. It is my pleasure. Don't go. Anyway. So yeah, I think it's a very accurate portrayal of living with CF. And like I said earlier, I love that it's able to show that without people with CF having to explain what we go through because me personally, I don't like being like, this is what I have to go through. This is the burden I carry. I kind of just like to live my life and kind of keep that on the inside and not have to explain it to everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very good way of having people understand what we go through without us having to, in a sense, complain about it. When you told me that you had CF, you go, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. diseased. Okay, so <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so I kind of forget that people don't know. And I joke about it all the time now. I didn't used to joke about it, but now I'm kind of like, you know, don't take life too seriously. Let's joke about it. Because if you take life too seriously, then it's too serious. Um, so I joke about it, make it fun, uh, lighten it up a little bit. And so Maddie, I was talking to someone on the tennis team and Maddie's like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm diseased. And she was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, right, you don't know. And so then I kind of explained it to her a little bit better. But um, yeah, so that, that was like three months ago. Do you even remember? You probably just knew, Mahila. You probably just knew that I had it because we grew up together. Yeah, like first grade, I, I, like, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But then like as like we got older... That like I started understanding more and like you t- you started telling me stuff about it. I remember like every like two years I think because we'd always get new rounds of kids every couple of years and mm-hmm. I'd always because I was homeschooled every flu season, so it was like November to freaking like April. Mm-hmm. Um, from well, I was homeschooled until first grade. I didn't go to school until first grade, and then from first until seventh grade I was homeschooled every flu season so that I wouldn't get sick, and I didn't get sick. Shout out mom. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing, right, Jen? Yes. So I was always gone. So I'd always like every two years I. Explain to people like this is what I have. I'm not contagious. I cough a lot. Like this is kind of what goes on. So like the kids weren't all freaked out. And I always thought it was pretty cool to be like, guys, I'm yeah. diseased. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't say it to like third graders, but uh, yeah, I'd always like tell everyone. And every couple of years, like this is what goes on. But I wasn't homeschooled until well last year. I homeschooled because the flu got so bad. Yeah. But eighth grade and freshman year, and this year I didn't homeschool at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was homeschooled a lot to keep myself from getting sick and being hospitalized. And like I said, we're going to go into like a Q&A portion of this. So, um, well, first of all, before we get into that, um, doctors that are parents, parents that are doctors, do you guys want to give like the listeners and everyone here kind of, I know you all have told me the scientific breakdown of CF, but it kind of goes over my head sometimes. Uh, So can you just like give the scientific breakdown for the people who like kind of want to hear or just kind of want to know more about what CF is like genetically and things like that? Well, I do want to make sure that people understand. Um, so I'm a dermatologist. Carol's a pediatrician. Jennifer has watched how many episodes of um, Oh, I've seen. There's 14 Grey's seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I've seen all of it, and I'm re-watching it. I'm almost done with, like, the... Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But you've watched those, but still... You're not a doctor. <laughs> You're a big, fat, curly-headed... <laughs> okay, Step brothers. And then with that, there's also the house of learned doctors. 
That's funny. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> just randomly have to throw in my movie lines, but I will defer on the cystic fibrosis expertise to your mother, who is a board-certified pediatrician. Mm-hmm. On the board of directors awesome, for the CFA. Awesome Foundation. pediatrician, retired, so she take care of you, and she is on the board of directors for the CF Foundation. So, Carol? And she helps a lot with the Phoenix chapter for the CF Foundation. Yeah. She's, you know, what a, you know, she just does it all. Well, what a mom. Except for the meatloaf. <laughs> no, thanks, guys. So cystic fibrosis is an inherited disease, uh, autosomal recessive disease, which means ma, the mom okay. has to have a copy of the CF gene and the dad has to have a copy of the CF gene, which then it causes uh, about 25% chance that a baby born to that mother and father will have cystic fibrosis. So it's like one in four chance that a child will have cystic fibrosis. What are the odds of someone being a carrier? The... One in 30 uh, people in 30 are people. carriers. In the U.S.? In, no, no, just one in, one in 30 people are CF carriers. There's 30,000 people. Well, actually, now the number of CF patients is about 40,000 in the U.S. and about mm-hmm. 70 to 80,000 in the, in the world. So it's still a really rare disease, and it's mm-hmm. kind of called an orphan disease because it's affected by so few people. Um, but, one uh, of a kind, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's unique. Yes. <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's usually diagnosed, um, you know, shortly after birth. It's usually a test that newborns can get. So before this patients begin to have symptoms, they're now they screen, right? Every newborn is screened. Um, so that before babies usually don't have symptoms except for about maybe 20% of babies born with cystic fibrosis have intestinal obstruction called meconium ileus like Like Jennifer did. And... Basically, disease itself causes abnormal um, mucus production generally, and that mucus production causes the most trouble in the lungs. So they have frequent lung infections, and they have scarring and declining lung function over their lifetime. And the other mucus-producing organs, that being your sinuses, your GI tract, your reproductive system, all those areas require mucus, and because the mucus is so thick and so abnormal, you have infections in all those regions, and you also can't absorb your nutrients very much because there's too much mucus in your intestines, so you have to take medications to help digest food. But the majority of burden of cystic fibrosis patients are um, pulmonary lung infections, mm-hmm. and what causes them to be on antibiotics all the time. And lots and lots of medications and burden of treatment is, is great and gets, you know, more and more over the course of their years. Um, but the good thing is that there's no physical characteristics of cystic fibrosis. Um, most of them have uh, G-tubes, which increases the amount of nutrition that they, that they need. So that there used to be in the olden days, CF kids used to be pretty skinny mm-hmm. and cough a lot. Well, they still cough a lot, but they're not nearly as skinny because... The nutrition that they receive through their G2 at night gives them about twice to three times the calories needed for a normal person because mm-hmm. their lungs are constantly inflamed and your whole body's inflamed. They're basically a chronically ill body fighting just to kind of keep the calories and keep your weight on. So, um, so basically, that's what cystic fibrosis is. Mm-hmm. And like also, I know obviously CF people have really salty skin and that's usually how you get tested as a um, so like a skin test sweat yeah test. Mm-hmm. Sweat, sweat test, test. Um, so I've tried to explain to people this before I know it's something like with the cells and the RNA DNA thing imaging um, it was last year I forgot it all um, so what like technically and scientific and cellular level is that and why 
we have salt on our skin more. Well, every cell in our body has a membrane that exchanges sodium and chloride. And the abnormality in cystic fibrosis is that chloride channel can't exit the cell mm -hmm. membrane. And what causes that is the abnormal protein that the genetics, you know, when your, your body, when you have that abnormal CF gene, that protein that is allowing that chloride channel to open, never opens because the protein is all um, tangled up. Mm -hmm. So in your salt, when chloride can't exit the cell membrane, you have more sodium on the outside. So typically you have more of a salty taste to all of your sweat glands. And so in the old days, going back to the 60s and the 70s, babies were diagnosed and toddlers were diagnosed um, oftentimes because they were skinny and they did often have a salty you know, kind of taste to their skin when the moms would kiss their babies. They noticed that their kids kind of tasted a little salty. Uh, and they would also, in the summertime, would sweat more than the other kids, or they would leave a lot more salt, or, you know, basically like a, a line, like a mineral line around their yeah. sweat, around their armpits. Uh, like I said, in the 60s and the 50s, you could tell. That, uh, but they didn't really understand the disease that much. Yeah. But the salt uh, excretion in a CF patient is about three times normal from somebody else. Yeah. I know I always, like, get really salty. That's why my dogs always lick my skin because mm -hmm. I have really salty skin. Also, speaking of dogs, my dog's on the ground right now, so if you hear odd noises, it's probably Bandit on the ground kind of messing around. Um, <laughs> He's keeping us from uh, killing Hey, you got to give your mom a little bit of credit. She just rattled off all the scientific knowledge. You were just saying that you had biology last year and already forgot it, and she's yeah. sitting over there just rattling off genetic stuff and makes me want to say, Look at her. What a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Could you rattle that off, Dad? I'm just a glorified, you know, retired doctor that just knows and things about CF, and that's about it. Yeah, mm. that's a lot, though. I mean, you got to raise. Or, but I can help some two friends. great kids and one other one. <laughs> Timmy's the other or one I can guys. help uh, <laughs> poor Timmy. mom friends from school by getting sutures out of their on oh, the, yeah. in the car and uh, maybe forcing their uh, little brothers to hug you and give them a quarter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Creepy. little brother. <laughs> Chasing Can't the force kids. Connor anymore. He's yeah. too old. Yeah. Mom will still try though. Yep. <laughs> Miss the kids. <laughs> Miss the kids. Anyway, so about CF, my mom explained that it's usually like newborn screening nowadays and obviously. Um, in the old days, like 50s, 60s, and 70s and stuff, it was a little bit harder to diagnose. I personally, like my story about being diagnosed, I was eight days old. Um, I had a obstruction in my intestines when I was born. And so uh, that led to my diagnosis. They did the, my mom had a suspicion because she's such an intelligent pediatrician. Do you want to tell a story? No, just, just, a, par just a paranoid mom, that's all. <laughs> Here, why don't you can tell a story because I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't remember. No, I mean, that was You don't remember you were like an hour old? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Where are my notes? <laughs> no, Jennifer never cried, but uh, Jennifer, no, just when you were born, everything was fine um, for the first couple of hours. And then, you know, that when you examine a newborn before they go home, they have to poop within the first 24 hours. That's kind of one of the requirements before a baby can go home. And being a pediatrician, I took care of babies all the time. And when I kind of noticed that Jennifer's belly was a little bit big for a newborn, and because you were a small baby, weighed six pounds in 36 weeks. Oh, I grew out of that one. Yeah. So um, your belly was a little bit, a little bit big, but I didn't really want to focus on. It. I thought, well, I'm just being a little bit. 
paranoid. But then I had asked the nurse, you know, did she poop yet? And she said, no, not yet. I'm like, okay, it's only been like hour six or seven. And and um, by the time it was like hour 10, and I thought, mm, she, you had nursed a few times and threw up. And I thought, mm, that's not necessarily abnormal, but mm, with a you know, little bit big belly and vomited once and hasn't pooped yet. I was a little nervous and just being a little paranoid. I said, well, maybe we should see if she can, you know, get, have the nurse practitioner who is, this is in the middle of the night now, uh, look at the baby. I said, can you just check her and make sure that her belly looks and feels okay? And so she agreed that the belly felt a little bit big and did an x-ray and it was abnormal, uh, way too big and too much gas. But and, you noticed that when you first picked her up because you, yeah. you happened to put your hand there yeah the right lower abdomen and felt that it was yeah firmness and, to the belly which is literally a piece of meconium you know that's shown through the intestinal like tract sentence it was like yeah. right lower abdomen piece of meconium so i was like okay it's a house <laughs> which i'd never yeah, which i right? never felt in a, in a in a baby before you know you can't feel stool or meconium in a baby but there's like this very firmness in just this tube you know, uh, firmness in the lower abdomen. I thought, mm. but I did really put that in the back of my head. I thought, well, that, that can't be, that can't be. But, um, so when you hadn't pooped, it's been 24 hours and you had those other, uh, concerns. I thought um, my partner came in that morning to examine you. And I said, you know, I think, um, this can't be cystic fibrosis. Do you think? Cause as a pediatrician, you have to rule out the worst stuff first. And we have no family history at all. Yeah. So. Which is the most common presentation anyway most families don't have any um history um and comes out of the blue somewhat but um anyway i the, my my uh, partner said oh yeah you know let's just, let's just you know don't worry about it we'll figure it out and so you know by the time we went to phoenix children's you know you had a couple different procedures to try to release the obstruction and that didn't work so by day seven you had to get operated on and the sweat test you can't do on a newborn because the babies don't sweat enough, so you have to take a genetic test. And so they just do a smear on the inside of your mouth, just like the 23andMe test do, the same exact thing. And they send that, but that takes about a week to get back. So during that time, they were trying to help your GI tract. You didn't get fed. You got you know IV fluids until your intestines worked. And by then, you know your obstruction was cleared. Um, by you know surgery, um, you actually perforated. They perforated during oh. the operation, which is a complication. Come on and, the game and a at eight days old, guys. <laughs> yeah, and um, closed you up, and um, you were uh, now day eight, and um, finally feeling a little bit better. But um, the test came back, and that you did in fact have delta F five hundred eight, which is a genetic Level. abnormality, uh, homozygous. So you have two copies of delta F five hundred eight: one copy from mom, me, and one copy from your dad. So you have the most common genetic mutation of cystic fibrosis. It's about mm. maybe 70% of patients with CF have two copies of abnormal uh, gene causing cystic fibrosis. Interesting. And I know that you love the story, Jennifer, when I you were a couple days old. You know, you're this poor little kid. You're in this bassinet in the neonatal ICU, and you're getting poked and prodded and blood drawn all the time. And I'm watching this nurse stick a needle in your arm to draw your blood, and you're not screaming. You're just staring at her right in the eye. You just have this intense look on your face like, I would just beat your butt if I could right now. <laughs> and she's sticking the needle in your arm trying to find the vein. And you're not crying. You're just staring at her like, I'm so going to get you. And I'm watching you. And I told your mom, like, do you see what she's doing? <laughs> I mean, she's like a little badass. She's like totally like just taking names that people were sticking needles in her at, at day whatever, five of life. 
don't yep. know. Yeah, I don't, you never cried that whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're still waiting. That's why I call you the ice queen. Wow, thanks, Doc. No, you, 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 you made up for it when I went to the grocery store the few and far between oh, times, yeah. and then when Dad had to hold Love you, you Dad. and, uh, you know, kind of cradle <laughs> yeah. you. My mom, my mom would leave the house, and I would scream bloody murder until my, my mom came home, yeah. which is how I ruined my lungs. That's why I built a big house. So I could put you at one end of it, and I can go hide from your screaming. With David. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that's how I was diagnosed, was at eight days old, and I had to have surgery, and they removed that part of my intestines. And then at about a year old, I got my G-tube because I wouldn't keep food down. I would throw everything up and I wouldn't gain weight. So I still have that. It, <clears throat> I need to get it moved sometime soon because, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I did grow. And it is pushing against my ribcage, so I need to get that moved. But <clears throat> um, a lot of CF people have G-tubes. And because we need to take in so many more calories than normal people, we um, tend to get G-tubes to help us... Um, increase our calorie intake and also I figured I would mention my daily routine so every day I do um, my vest my vibrating vest treatments twice a day for about half an hour I do um, my nebulized treatments twice a day and I do a bunch of nebulized antibiotics and things like that and then I also take like 30 to 40 pills a day to help with um, my digestive uh, system to help me um, absorb my food and things like that, and also like vitamins and a bunch of other things and antibiotics and things like that. So that's about what, roughly what I do every day. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's about what I do every day. And obviously it varies if I am sick. Sometimes I have to get IV therapies if I'm sick or things like that. So Michaela was actually with me one time I got, what was my chest tube? Were you there for that one or was it a pick line? I think it was a pick line. Yeah. Yeah. Michaela, you know, been there. Was that when you freaked out with the anesthetic? Oh, when I wanted to punch you in the face? I thought that was every day of your teenage life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I freaked out when I was like, how was I, like eight? Five or six, yeah. Or maybe oh, just kidding. six or seven, somewhere in there. Yeah, Close you had seven. a bronchoscopy then. Yeah, I had my G-tube changed to like a different kind of brand, which now I change it by myself. And I sometimes like, I take a video one time and I send it to my friends and it, yeah, I send it to Maddie. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like, thanks, out. Jen. Thanks for the, I thought it was pretty cool. Freaking me out. I was eating breakfast and I opened Jen's Snapchat. I was like, oh, I did it like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I thought I, it was pretty cool. It was like, pretty cool. We used to, like, when I was a kid, um, when they changed the type of tube that I had so we can change it myself and at home, like, around every three months we changed it. So my dad and I, we'd make it a game. It was, like, this whole big thing. My mom would help us. My dad would help me, and we'd all, like, do it. And then I hated it, so we'd always be, like, my dad and I would trick my mom and be, like, okay. Um, we'd do it really quickly, and then my mom would come and be, like, Mom, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. And then I'd lift my shirt up and be, like, ha-ha, I did it without you. And I'd be, like, whoa, you did that by yourself? Yep. And then, dad taught you. Yeah, and then my dad and I would time it. We'd see, like, all right, who, like, when can we do it fast if we try to beat our last time and see if we can... It's like roping a cow. Yeah. Remember when I taught you how to swallow your five enzyme caplets? Yes, when your, I do. your mom went in the store, I'm like, Jen, before your mom gets out, because you you were doing it with applesauce. Then yeah, I'd always, then. like, pour my capsules like, in the applesauce. Swall- I think it was only two or three that time. Swallow these, drink of water. And so you did, and by the time she came back out, you are all proud to show her, like, within two minutes or five minutes she was gone. Look what I can do. Your mom was like... Holy crap, you can swallow all your enzyme pills without having to break them open. Yeah. I love the quote, though, when you were, yes. I don't know how old you were. You said your mom. So, so these cute. guys, so she, it used to be that we would take her enzyme cap, capsules and open them up into applesauce. And Carol would stir them up and give her a spoonful of applesauce with her enzyme, little, just little tiny like pellets that were inside of there. And Jennifer one day asked uh, Carol, 
Mom, do you think there's applesauce in heaven? <laughs> I mean, she, she's getting applesauce like six every, times every day yep. for her life. I love applesauce. <laughs> Thank goodness. They were like, Thank oh. God that she likes applesauce. <laughs> That's what I lived off when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. I had those go go squeezes and just like oh, eating them so all good. day. So good. <laughs> Oh, Thank yeah. goodness. So whatever happened to your Q&A part of the show? We're getting there. I was going to like give a little <laughs> brief thing about CF. Anyway, so. Coming up in the next hour, the Q&A <laughs> part of the podcast. Whatever. Leave me alone. <laughs> Jeez. Just checking. I, was, I figured, you know, get some background on CF a little bit. That way you could ask some more questions. And I know I answered some of Howie's questions when I did that. Yeah. Well, you got to let her ask the question. Okay. Well, all right, guys. Got some questions? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, you, I know you probably get this question a lot, and like, it was probably one of the first questions I asked 10 years ago. Like, is <laughs> cystic fibrosis contagious? No, it is not. It is genetic, so um, I've, I was born with it. It's in my genes, so it's not contagious. So if I cough around you or anything, I'm not going to get you infected with CF. You have to get it genetically. So who'd you catch CF from then? You guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and your Dang. Mom. If I only knew. I was out of town for the conception to keep things sort of clear here. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How you got a question? Okay, so I know you guys touched on this earlier about like, so I have a, my mom's best friend has cystic fibrosis and she wasn't diagnosed till she was around like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So like, is there other ways to like know if your kid has CF other than like sweaty skin and coughing a lot? Um, sometimes the, the mutation in some patients have mild disease, so you might not um, have difficulty gaining weight, and you might have maybe, you know, not pneumonias every year, but you end up having respiratory symptoms, but nothing that's too alerting, you know, maybe just some kids with allergies get a lot of sinus infections and coughs and things like that, so you can kind of be put into that category. Um, so when you're, you know, when you skip out on any kind of um, diagnosis later on in life, it's because you probably have relatively long, um, mild disease. But usually, and sometimes boys, um, on a rare occasion if they have mild disease, sometimes don't know they have cystic fibrosis until they get older, uh, and then they have trouble with reproduction because you know your ability to produce mucus everywhere is affected. So males tend to have a little more difficulty having children. Um, so sometimes, very rarely, you might get diagnosed as an adult. But usually, if, and if you yeah, see a lot of different doctors over the course of your life, then that's the unfortunate thing about doctors not knowing what your history is. And so if you don't uh, remember, gosh, yeah, I did have pneumonias like every year. Well, that's not normal. So when you skip or, you know, different doctors all the time or um, move, move around a lot, they don't have any medical record of it to really track the abnormality of the frequency of infections and things like that or the lack of waking and things like that or you're slow growing or, you know, so some people get misdiagnosed or they just get um, under the radar because of relatively mild to moderate disease. Awesome. Okay, I also have some questions that people usually ask me, so I will go next. Um, One of the questions I get is, like, why I can't be in the same room as someone who has CF which is basically the basis of movie Five Feet Apart. We have to be six feet apart. Um, basically because of cross-contamination, and I um, am more susceptible to bacteria that other CF people are and normal people are not. So I can get someone else with CF sick with the bacteria that I have or they can get me sick. And also, 
we um, have bacteria that are, what's the word? Highly resistant. Yeah, resistant. Resistant bacteria to antibiotics that I have been taking a lot or and that someone else, I could give them that and um, the antibiotic resistant bacteria. So it's the cross-contamination that we can get each other sick and then give each other bacteria that are resistant to the antibiotics that could help um, heal them from that bacteria. Did I say that right? Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. sick. Okay, Michaela, you got a question? Yeah, like going off what you just said, like has the thought of like being in the same room with someone with CF like stopped you from doing anything? Because I know like freshman year when we were talking because you were supposed to go to Xavier, mm-hmm. but at the time someone with CF went to Xavier. So like has that ever stopped you from doing something? Um, well, I mean, obviously I didn't go to Xavier. I kind of wanted to shadow Xavier. I didn't want to go to Xavier mm-hmm. because um, I talked to people who went to Xavier and I just wanted to go to Notre Dame more. I just didn't want to go to an all-girls school. But um, it has prevented me from, like, shadowing Xavier and going to Xavier, given she was a senior when I would have been a freshman, so I could have gone my sophomore year. And that's Lily Gamelik, who's yeah. awesome and yep, a friend of ours a, and doing great at good USC. Friend. And Yep, she's awesome. And Jim love Lily. has done a lot of things for CF and, yep. and his sister Anne, who's one of Carol's good friends. Um, raised a lot of money for CF yes. research. They're great people. Um, yeah. Love those guys. But um, obviously it's a risk because I don't know everyone who has CF since it's not visible. But um, it did keep me from going from going to Xavier. But other than that, like, it hasn't... Well, I, I don't go to certain CF events because of a risk of someone else with CF being there. But other than that, like, nothing that's really affected me. Hey, Howie, you got a question? I do. Okay, so I know you just kind of talked about the whole... Cross-contamination thing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, like, what is the chance of you actually, like, getting sick from another person with CF? Like... Um, it's pretty high if I'm, like, around them and I'm close to them. Um, it kind of just depends on, like, what they have and what I have. you going to add? Yeah, I think, um, just like anything else, um... Kind of like a cold. Yeah, your immune system when you have CF is, is, is not abnormal, but it's kind of overwhelmed so that you are more susceptible to infections in general, and mucus is... Um, a great breeding ground for bacteria. So anytime you have exposure to any bacteria, the lungs in a CF patient are super ripe for anything to grow. So um, bacteria thrive in that environment. So that's why they're going to be um, getting infected, and the bacteria just just loves that area and will not leave it. And the bac- antibiotics really can't kill it very readily. Mm-hmm. You want to so ask Jennifer, a question, Dad? Well. I don't know. I'm, I know you had people who were supposed to be here for questions, and I put out some feelers, being the producer of the show. Oh, whatever. And I was able to come up with some anonymous questions about You CF. made it up yourself. You don't have social media. What are you talking about? Dude, I have connections. <laughs> these are all... These he are Googled all, the 10 top most common questions about asked for who, cystic who fibrosis. That? Maddie did that. I did. Nice. <laughs> extra questions. Wow, she's very well prepared. Well, these ones are anonymous. So, oh, yeah. So, cystic fibrosis, this is the first question. Cystic fibrosis is an inherited genetic disease that affects many organs. The lungs, pancreas, gastrointestinal tract, and sinuses can all be affected. The chloride ion pump that keeps secretions in balance is faulty, and cystic fibrosis uh, leading, in cystic fibrosis, leading to thick mucus and congestion and a host of complications. So how does it cause you not to wake up to your alarm in the morning until your dad pounds on your bedroom wall? <laughs> I know how, like, scientific doctor, like, explanation, <laughs> just leading into the fact that I don't wake up to my alarm. We've been yeah, wondering so that same thing. Is I don't know. Dave doesn't all? either. I have a lot of... Do you wake up to your alarm? Yeah. 
don't answer if it's yes. Do you? Oh, dang it. <laughs> I mean, I wake up and then I just go right back to bed. Okay, thank you. Oh. Well, the you amazing thing to me is... They must be a CF carrier then. At least no. maybe Matt is. <laughs> Matt and then Michaela's not. You'll wake up to your alarm and get up and go into the kitchen, get all your medications, go back. Out. But then you put your vest on, you fall asleep and don't wake up again. It's sort of like when you're riding in a car. Oh. So you've been wearing the vest... Um, that vibrates and shakes your torso while you're sleeping or while, when it, while you're doing it and you fall asleep so often that when you get in a car that's bouncy or oh, put it on, out. you do not wake up. No. But I don't know where that question came from. It's just amazing that these people know. And they know the scientific <laughs> parts of that. And no they know that idea. my dad bangs on the wall. How Allegedly, do they know these they're, things? They're probably theorizing that would be a good way to get you out of bed. Oh, mm-hmm. I bet. Okay. Um, Michaela, do you have a question you want to ask? Um, yeah, so I've always asked you, not always, but, like, every once in a while I'll ask you, like, about, like, lung transplants and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, how often do people with CF get, like, a lung transplant? Mom? Want to take this one? Um, oh, your head just turned, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> lung transplants aren't as common, um, because they're very difficult to accomplish, and the lungs are the most difficult organ to transplant. You know, kidneys are really good with high success rate and very, you know, decreased rejection rate, but lungs are far more different than that, much more complicated. So, Are lungs it, more complicated than hearts, too? Or are yeah. they kind of the same? Yes. Lungs oh, wow. are. Kind of lungs, over lungs are the worst. Because <laughs> they're um, exposed to the air, so they're in just you, your body rejects uh, the lungs uh, much more commonly than any other organ, but you can't be on a lung transplant list unless you have about uh, estimated one year left of life. So your oxygen requirement, you have to be on oxygen for over a year and you have to be, you know, really only have about a year left of life. So, and once you do a lung transplant, you're maybe your five year survival. In other words, to live five extra years after the lung transplant, about half the people die within that five years. So you're buying another five years at best, um, but now... Not, not at best. Oh, it, it, five, you, you, but 50% chance 50% that, chance that you, you won't make it to five, five years. years or more. And then five, but nowadays those transplants are doing better and better. And so kids, you know, are adult, adults having uh, lung transplants are living, you know, five, ten years out. And that's awesome if they can get, um, avoid the complications of lung transplants. So it's not something that you want to have to do. You would never do it until you're, you know, are very, very, very ill. And you have to be healthy enough to have the transplant, but sick enough to be on the list. So it's a complicated thing. Yeah. If you're like a baby and you get a, or a really young kid and you get a, lung transplant do you have like a higher chance of surviving or having them last longer or they're not going to transplant you unless you're in really tough shape yeah what if you're a kid in really tough shape yeah you can like the youngest transplant that but i'm aware of is yeah, about i'm saying like 10 years old mm-hmm. you can and it's it's uh doesn't give you any better chance of surviving even though you're beyond five years no oh, okay. your lungs are you know bad if you're you know that young and you're on the lung transplant list so you can do it younger um but then you've got a longer life and you're at risk for having cancers unfortunately because the okay. immunosuppression that you have to take the anti-rejection medications you have to take after having a lung transplant puts you at increased risk for colon cancer and other things which is why you wear sunscreen yep right because your chance of dying Look from squamous cell skin cancer after a lung transplant after 10 years is higher than you dying from the problem that you're transplanted for so that's why I'm always after you about you don't wear a visor for tennis. You wear or sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Yes, you wear a hat because the more sun you get, your body remembers all that damage to the DNA and your chance of getting skin cancer is significant. Also, if and you're a ginger. Once you I'm wipe sorry. out your <laughs> immune system, you're at great risk for being for getting skin cancer as much like the gingers do, not to name any people. 
Sit Let's name one who I smack with the um, Like people who play sunburns. every sport outside their whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and who get sunburns from their visors. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> mom, so um, you say um, lung transplants last kind of varied amount of years. Can you get a lung transplant after a lung transplant? Like, can you yes. get two in a row? Yes. You can even get three, and some patients do. So if they reject the first one, you know, they really try to kind of get you as long as you can out of that those sets mm-hmm. of lungs. But if they really are causing trouble and you're declining, then they'll, and if you're healthy enough to survive a in another lung transplant, they will do it again. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I've known of patients that have had even three. But, um, and you have to be an exact 100% perfect match, which is also very difficult to find. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a perfect match, they can still do it if they still have lungs available to you. So we always encourage, and this is a great thing for people that are listening, if you're not an organ donator, donor, donor, please add that to your license and let everybody in your family know that you're an organ donor because that's a critically important thing for all patients that need kidneys and hearts and lungs. And um, unfortunately, there's too many young people that are dying of other causes that leave behind really good organs. So I know I'm a, an organ donor, and um, most of our family is organ donors. And spread the word because donors save lives. And they get like 20 bucks when you do it. Righteous bucks. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's, um, that was a sad time for Richmond Ohio, I had to say it. Yes. Well, you know, Jennifer, I just got this question just came in over the I really don't. You know what? That's a great question. We're going to go back to medics and know she has a question about lung transplants. We're deferring from you. A great question just came in. Dude, I can shut the audio off. It's a call. It's a caller calling. Daddy has a question about lung transplants. She can do that in a second, but this one just came in from somebody that's very concerned. Apparently, they know a lot because they know that in 1989, they were able to locate the gene that causes cystic fibrosis there was much optimism that within 10 years there would be a cure <laughs> obviously we're far past that at this point there are many advances in medication but why do you still not clean your room and sneak away from dishwashing <laughs> and household chores <laughs> do with anything <laughs> i'm not answering the question we've been wondering i've been wondering that same thing i've asked and that might have come from that's... siblings <laughs> David and Timmy. Other carriers of the gene. I don't know. You know what? I had a podcast to do. Okay. Maddie, what is your question that is actually relevant to this? Okay, so I asked you this before when I... I don't yeah, you asked when. me I don't, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. but So when you get a lung transplant, do you still have CF? Yes. yes. Oh, go ahead, oh, Jen. Geez. Please answer. Oh, you guys answer. are practicing yeah, your you chorus know. lines. Mom, please stop. I will shut this down. Okay. No. Um, yes, you still have CF um, because your lungs don't have CF because they are transplanted from someone who did not have CF. So the lungs, like the genes in the lungs, do not, but the rest of your body does, and your upper airway still has CF. So you're kind of still at risk for infection in your airways and things like that, and obviously um, rejection. But <clears throat> obviously, it affects your GI tract as well as your lungs. So you will still have like problems with your GI tract and things like that, but your lungs do not have CF. That's right. Boom. Intelligence. See, learned doctor right yeah. here. Gray's Anatomy. <laughs> Thank Gray's Anatomy. Yeah. Are you writing down another nice, question there, Dad? Uh, lots of time. No, well spent. he's getting another caller. He's giving you a radio show, Maddie. <laughs> Don't encourage him, Maddie. <laughs> okay. Go All ahead. Right. You guys are I have some joke questions, thing. but I'm doing later. Do you have a serious question, McKeel? Um. Well, I mean. I'm like this dude over here. <laughs> 
I mean, I already know the answer because, like, we. You I, guys know a lot of the answers. Yeah. Okay. They know, they've known me for, my kid has known me forever. Howie's known me for a couple months. They know a lot of the answers to these questions, but I told them this makeup question so that way we have content. So, mm. hit me. <laughs> like, we've flown together many times, and, like, when you go through security at an airport, how often do you get stopped for, like, your vest and, like, your machines? I could say a joke, but we're going to make it serious. Um, I get stopped <laughs> every once in a while. I did get a new vest, so it looks a little different. Um, it's my jetpack vest, but. Because uh, it's basically this big box of like machines and stuff, so they check it out. One time, actually in DC, do you I remember? remember this? My bag, my vest was clear. My bag went off for explosives, and so they had to like. And your brothers had like a flip, like oh, switchblade comb. comb, which was like a knife. They got mad at that, but yeah. my bag went off for explosives, so I had to like bring my bag through again, get a pat down and things like that, and like mm-hmm. wipe my hands. They got, yeah, it's pretty intense. And especially DC, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was very um, but yeah, I, sometimes it gets tested, sometimes it doesn't. The new vest doesn't get tested as much. So I feel like they don't really care as much, I don't know. But some airports check it more than other airports. But usually now it's kind of, especially I'm like TSA pre-check. Yep. And um, <laughs> so we just kind of go through and they don't really check it as much. Yeah. Writing down a question there, Howie. Maybe. <laughs> How do you prevent yourself from getting infections? That might be a good question for people. <clears throat> um, sanitizer, wiping down. Like on, Michaela mentioned airports. We'll bring up airports. So on airplanes, I wear a mask. I wipe down my seat with Clorox wipes. Uh, in hospitals, I wear a mask. Um, where else do I wear a mask? In a movie theater, one more. On most of your oh, dates. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> what dates? Exactly. Maddie, get out. <laughs> in movie oh, theater, Jennifer's, when I saw uh, five Jennifer's available. Yeah, but her dad has a lot of available ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, in the movies, when I saw five feet apart, I wore a mask every time. Stop laughing at your own jokes, guys. <laughs> I'm laughing at Michaela laughing at my jokes. I love Michaela. <laughs> She always laughs the only reason she comes over is that she laughs at that. I always laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so um, sanitizer a lot. I wash my hands a lot. Mask in certain areas when I have higher risk of being exposed to things like that. Um, yeah. Got a question, Howie? Right. Who, was, who just asked one? Did you? No, she did. She did? Okay. I did. You don't have serious questions, so we're skipping you. Who are you talking to? You. I want to hear these questions. I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> See, this is what Michaela's here, because she eggs my dad on, and then it just goes and Oh, goes. I just got this one in. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> I want to hear it. Yes. You weren't just typing as I saw your hands. No, this me. one just came in by telegraph. <laughs> oh. <laughs> apparently, this was sent a long time ago. Oh, so. Cool. What's that Graham? What's his name? Sorry. Crickets. <laughs> so this Alexander one. Alexander Graham Bell. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Wow, really good. <laughs> Private education. I did a, I did a product on that with Miss Blinko. So this one just came in. So Sorry, fun fact. Despite cystic fibrosis, you've been able to train hard and push yourself beyond predicted limits in order to achieve much in the great outdoors. That's so nice. You have been an inspiration to many because of your pursuits and achievements. So how is it that <laughs> you manage to fall asleep within seconds during most of your hunts <laughs> and only wake up just in time to shoot when your dad tells you to? Your dad's been scouting for hours <laughs> and hours. To do with I, I don't know where this question came from, but this <laughs> sounds like a very bright person. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I uh, get up, do my treatments, fall asleep during those, and then I walk around. I need to learn how to sleepwalk. Once I do that, I'm freaking golden. Um, You're sleep hunting again. How do you <laughs> how do you shoot accurately with like the sand of the dried oh. tears in the corner of your eyes and, and the slobber? That's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I get it done. It's a talent. She's born with. Yeah, it's a work of art. It's along the CF gene. This uh, this sleep. 
loving the ability to sleep is next to CFG. I think the teenage <laughs> came gene that, too. That came from your mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who else had a question? Oh, luckily I have some more. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I have some. Do you, I guess that was your question. I have a question. Yeah, so. Okay, okay Michaela's done. She's only so original. Okay, sorry. Just kidding. I love you. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so, is there a test to find out if you are a carrier for CF? Timmy is. Sorry. Fun fact. Yeah. So, if you're pregnant, sometimes the OBs will do some genetic counseling on the on the mom to be, and so they'll offer genetic tests on some common diseases that aren't covered on a newborn screen or just additionally if you want to know. So CF like is an available test, test um, for the mom. Um, you know, it costs additional to the other tests that you get normally for pregnant moms. But um, you can always ask for that if you're a carrier. And then you don't really need to get yourself tested unless there's CF in your family. Then it would make sense to test to see if you're a carrier. Um, like when Timothy was born, they tested to see if he was a carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in seven, right? Chromosome seven, yes. Yeah, freaking genius. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Howie? <laughs> I'm a genius. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Um, yeah, so it, <laughs> you got me that shirt, Dad. Yeah, and you thought it was spelled correctly for 10 years, too. <laughs> J-E-N-I-U-S. Dad, genius. look, genius. Yeah, whatever, Jen. It was a joke. Your name's Jen. Whatever. <laughs> Kayla, don't laugh. I was laughing at your face when you were saying that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It was supposed to be crickets. Okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah, so you can get tested like Timmy got tested when he was born. It's kind of like a genetics test. Or if you're pregnant and you kind of want to know, you do that too. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your stupid question? <laughs> I wouldn't talk to your friends like that. Oh, you mean me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just got this one in. Just oh, <laughs> You didn't just like narrate it into your phone? No, but this was, I got it in before the last question, but it, um, it's kind of ironic because this one is, I happen to be a carrier of CF. <laughs> you keep mentioning what? genes. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, David. David's out David's the window. There. David decided He's to a creeper. go out the window right He's in front of us. It's like Matt Lillenquist out he there. He does, he does. <laughs> okay, back to the serious question. This is a caller or a listener or a listener or a caller. Who's listening and not calling? <laughs> Can't call anyway, so. like a radio show. <laughs> yes, it is. We don't know that. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, so here's a question. I happen to be a carrier of CF. You keep mentioning jeans and CF. Can I still catch it if I throw away my jeans and wear a skirt to my grocery <laughs> football practice? <laughs> Timmy, I mean anonymous. <laughs> So I think the answer is no. <laughs> Timmy's gonna listen to this. He can't even defend himself. <laughs> I'm not even tell him it's in there. He's just listening like what? Throwing Timmy under the bus. <laughs> the house right now. Although he doesn't even listen to any of my other podcasts. You know, what a fake brother. It's fine. He'll just like listen to this one randomly. Or, the like, one time he listens to so, like, one. I didn't ask that question. Or one of his friends goes up to my school. Hey, Tim, I heard you wore a skirt to school today. <laughs> well, he has been looking at Xavier as an alternative to Brophy. <laughs> well, uh, anyway. Yes, Howie. I have another question. What's up? Okay. So I can hear you- David yelling. Sorry, I thought I heard I'd that too. That. But okay, so for you, since you have CF, if you were to marry really? someone that, sorry, <laughs> show me. Okay, if you were to marry someone that was a carrier of CF, would your the chances of your kid having CF be greater? Or would they still be twenty five percent? They would be greater because 
obviously, like, um, when you have kids, you kind of, like, split your genes. And since both of my seven chromosome thing has CF in it, <clears throat> my kid will be a carrier for sure. <laughs> your kid's going to be a duck, apparently. <laughs> That's David calling in. <laughs> the random David is Now a it's a radio show. <laughs> anyway, so yes, um, my kids will be carriers for sure. And definitely, is it like a 75%? It would be, I think it's 50, I have to put, you know those little square in oh, science? I, have, oh, I think it's 50% chance. I did that last year. I have it, it's on my broken phone yeah. now. <laughs> I think it's 50% chance. What are you doing? I'm making fun of your mom. Who the freak is whistling. calling? It's, it's the, the caller. <laughs> it's the caller. There's a call. It's a new question. <laughs> Coming in. Anyway, yes. So the chances would go up. Um, I think is it fifty? It's, 50%. it's probably fifty. It's probably fifty percent because yeah, because the guy fifty split. Sorry, that made no sense. It made sense in my head. Eh, you know what? I'm not sure you about that. I'm doing. I'm doing it right now. Maybe seventy-five. Because if you had, if you all four, up. if you had two what separate the freak? people, it's <laughs> how about a thing called airplane mode or silent, or just silent mode? mode. <laughs> it is on airplane mode, but David's call comes through. It's fifty. No, that's not airplane mode. You're just on do not disturb, and David's call comes. It's fifty percent. Okay. You need to let David in. I think he doesn't have a key and he's retarded. The, I, yes, he has hello. the code to the garage. Yeah, he's not really our kid. <laughs> what, Dave? Go follow this person. Oh, now. my gosh. Oh. Let me just uh, do this and shut your mom off. You can't shut it off while we're recording. Can't we'll listen to this. We're going to keep it playing. What are you doing? Let him in. He doesn't know the freaking garage code? How to get outside. You know, okay, I, so I just got this call. It just came in. Oh, a call? Another one. Good. Yeah, it was actually a smoke signal. Oh, <laughs> remember uh, or a vape signal? I'm not sure what you guys do. <laughs> it's four twenty, guys. We can do whatever we want. Sorry, go on. So here, here's an anonymous question. So your mother is an outstanding pediatrician. Oh god. She retired from clinical practice in order to help you with your daily medications and breathing treatments. She now serves on the board of directors for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. She's been involved directly with your care since the first day you were born. So why, when you ask her which outfit you should wear, do you always pick the one she does not choose? <laughs> okay, first of all, that is not true. I ask everyone what outfit I should wear and pick you the You always pick one. the opposite one. And just, okay, first of all... And usually I, it's like a boy's suit, Granny. <laughs> okay, that's offensive. Anyway, ooh, sorry. Um, no, I usually... David, what are you doing? He can He's sit down here. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Jeez. No, actually, what was I saying, though? I yeah. forgot. About um, choosing the wrong clothes because your mom... Oh, yeah. Okay. Advice. So, <clears throat> basically, what it, you know how if you ask someone an option and they say something, you're like, oh, actually, I'd rather pick that one? It's kind of like, you te- I don't know. It's kind of like when you flip a coin. I can't explain this. Basically, it's like when you tell me that one, I realize that I actually don't like one. that one. I like the other one. Or I get votes and you just got outvoted. Basically. It sounds like a cry for help. Why is that relevant Basically. at all? It I don't know. It's just a caller sent that in by text. So a texter. <laughs> Point Ooh. texter. All right. Any serious questions? Maddie, you got a serious question? You got a question. I mean, I have Riley's question, but you kind of already answered that. It was just, do you do your treatments daily? Let's see. Okay. So, some questions. <laughs> well, Kayla, you had a question you did not ask. Um, <laughs> Awkward. Well, you already answered the homeschool one, but then, like, you already like touched on this, like what people think when the food in the tube one is what oh. I was saying. Oh, that's awkward. Um, Would like, you like me to ask? <laughs> like, can you put like food like you don't like through your tube and like certain medicines? Yeah, I you know the cough syrups that taste terrible. Yes. I put those in my tube. Suck it. 
Um, <laughs> Points to David. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I put things that I don't like in my tube. Sometimes, like, if I have a pill that doesn't taste good, I can crush it up and, like, put it in water and kind of dissolve it a little bit and then put that in my tube. I've had a lot of people ask me if I can put, like, blended up pizza or anything in my tube, which, I mean, technically, I guess I can, but it has to be, like, really thin and, like, really blended. Um, but I don't. I just put, like, formula in my tube that's supposed to go in my tube. But basically, yeah, I can put anything in my tube that I need to. I actually have a question here. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, dude, turn it down. <laughs> so from what I've heard, after you eat something that's gross or put it in your tube, you can taste it afterwards. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> so why is that? Can you please expand on that? Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can taste I can tend, Usually, like, if I burp or something, I can taste it in the back of my throat. If it's cold and I put it in my tube, I can feel that. Um and it also, if, like, I have an IV and you put something cold, I can feel that. So I don't, like, taste it like I'm eating it, but I can taste it a little bit. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Dave. Do you have any more? I can see you typing the questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, also, some other questions that I get um, about my G-tube is if it hurts. It kind of does hurt sometimes, especially, like, when I eat. Um, it's almost like stomach acid comes out around the edges, and so that hurts a little bit. Um, but if I move it around and stuff, it doesn't hurt that much. Uh, I've gotten used to it. It's healed over. I've had it for like, how old am I? I've had it for like 16 years, almost 17. So it doesn't hurt as much anymore. Are you lying about your age on a national podcast? Well, no, I've had it for 16, almost 17 years because I got it in November when I was one. Just checking your math. (laughs) Anyway, um... Yeah. Do you have another stupid question ready? Oh, Maddie has a question. Of course I do. Okay, so what would happen if you were to skip a day of your treatment? Oh. Besides the beatings from her parents? <laughs> <laughs> yes, besides that. Um, I mean, it's not drastic right away. It's more of kind of like an overtime thing. It's not like if I don't do it, then I'm going to like like get really sick right then. It's kind of just like... If I skip them, then over time it causes more damage. It's not like in the moment, it's more of a long-term effect. Except for your enzymes. Oh, yeah. If I skip my enzymes, then I get really bad stomach aches, and that hurts a lot, which is not a fun time. Okay, what's your stupid question, Dad? You know, I'm offended by the fact you're blaming me for these questions. I'm just... I see you typing them on your phone. I'm translating them to gibberish so you can understand. Like (laughs) I'm putting in like and you know and that kind of stuff that you can, can relate to. But I do have one more question. This just came in. Oh, I'm sure it did. I didn't just see you type it in your phone. This, yeah, this just Dave, in. No um, can hear you. Have a mic on. Ron Burgundy. So, Mom, stop hitting your mic. Yeah, a disaster. So this one just came in. So you are essentially a world famous young lady. Yes. So why do you lock me up in my crate at night and sleep in so late before you let me out? Also, I was deeply offended by your joke. Why does a dog lick his balls? <laughs> arf arf. So I don't know who sent that, but um. He's really cute. Apparently, all sorts of different animal species are listening to your podcast. Oh, so. apparently. <laughs> um, it's because the dog chews everything up if we don't put him in his crate. Wow. And, that's um, kind of mean. And do you want to expand on that whole joke? Oh, do you want me to tell that story? Yeah, <laughs> really? let's tell that story. When you were oh, three years old, geez. I think. Uh, I thought it was In like our five. dining room right there. We're going to go with three. It's cuter. <laughs> so Dad always likes to change okay, the okay. story. All right. I'll s- tell the story. So my last podcast I did with my Uncle Dave. Um. What a Cause it wasn't your last one, but one of them. The one about youth The sports. most recent one was the one before... Oh, whatever, right. Anyway, the most recent one I published, episode, Journey 4, um, I published with my Uncle Dave, and he told us about his potato story. And so, obviously, he's a prankster. 
um, when we were kids, he taught us some fun jokes, and he thought it'd be really appropriate to tell a three-year-old the joke about why did the well, dog? Well, don't don't tell it. So, so we're let me set the scene. <laughs> why did the dog? Why did the dog? Let me tell set the scene. So we're having we've done a lot of things to raise money for you CF. You just said the joke. I know, but we, <laughs> we we hosted a dinner here. The people donated a lot of money. We had nice wine and a catered event, and people got all dressed up, and we're having dinner in our dining room. And um, Jennifer comes walking out in this beautiful little dress, and she's mm-hmm. all, you know, that I picked out all by myself. Then that's anyone further. She's opinion. all dressed up, which is a rare event, and uh, she's hey. walking in, and everybody's like. Uh, oh, hey, Jen, you're so pretty. That's such a pretty dress. And Jennifer's like, thank you. Would you like to hear a joke? And oh, no. Carol and I look at each other like, what jokes? doesn't know any jokes. Uh, I knew a joke. And so what was, what was your joke, Jen? So it's a great joke. I think it's um, one of a kind. Um, Can you do your voice in the same pitch as it was then? <laughs> I think you did it pretty well. Actually, it's pretty much the same as it is right now for you. Wow. And you're the oh. same height. Whoa. <laughs> whatever dad you're shorter than me <laughs> yeah um, you wish <laughs> whatever like, what are you like five five two five one with the afro six four. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i like to poof it up i'm sort of a don king of I, thought it, I thought it was like five sixteen with the afro <laughs> exactly yeah i can't even That's do right. your own joke right oh i don't want to confuse the math listeners because whatever but anyway so you come in and you're like why does a dog lick his balls? <laughs> <laughs> because and everybody can. puts their fork down <laughs> and stops and like, no, actually, so first said, do you want to hear a joke? Yes, we do, Jennifer. Pretty little girl in your white dress on this nice, beautiful night Probably raising money white. to find a cure for CF. Well, why does the dog lick his balls? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> People set down their forks and like pondering. Because he can. <laughs> and then they all glared at me. <laughs> Gee, why would anyone ever think that you taught me that joke? I don't know, but I'm like, dude, it was not me. <laughs> I did not I didn't come up buy that it. joke. I and, didn't buy it. And then after about a 30-second awkward silence, hang on a second, hit pause. We're going to wait for a 30-second awkward silence for him to get the awkward silence joke. There you go, because I didn't have it ready to go. And then there's that big awkward silence, you know. <laughs> Then they all started laughing hysterically, and you're like, you dropped the mic or whatever, and you walked out of there. And, uh, of course, it glared at me thinking it was my joke. I'm like, I don't. Actually, didn't walk out yet. So I said, where did you hear the joke? He said, Uncle Dave, who was the one of the podcast, mm-hmm. the, the baseball uncle. So awesome. Nice little joke. Nice little, you know, joke from a nice, beautiful little three-year-old daughter. I, I didn't know. And then your brother repeated that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Timmy. The guy who wears a skirt to Brophy. Um, <laughs> he, when he was in kindergarten, like I said, we were all homeschooled until we went to first grade. And our old grade school had this thing where you could do principal of the day, which Michaela has an adventure with that, but it's okay, we won't get into it. Um, so I was principal of the day. And um, we go to lunch and stuff. Michaela chokes on gummy bears. <laughs> and, um, okay, I'll give, so we were at Cold Stone after we got lunch, and Michaela chokes on a frozen gummy bear. That's oh, <laughs> it was a low point in my life. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> anyway, so well, we... at least she bounced back. <laughs> Did I though? <laughs> it was a little bit of a low bounce. <laughs> Cut off some Come oxygen on. to your brain. It's fine. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> kind of like a flat basketball, <laughs> but a bounce nonetheless. <laughs> anyway, so we get back from lunch, and Michaela survived the ice cream incident. 
And it's the end of the day, and the kindergarten teacher and my mom are talking, and my mom's like, oh, okay. Man. <laughs> she was like, how did Timmy do today? And the teacher goes, oh, well, it was joke day today. And your mom oh just hangs her head and just <laughs> <laughs> And so t- the teacher asked, like, right, does anyone have any jokes? Timmy raises his hand. He goes up there and he's like, yeah, I got a joke. It's <laughs> Shucky up. Green. He's like, like kindergarten, like five. He goes, he's wearing okay. a tuxedo. He's got a tie on. <laughs> he's like, why did the dog lick his balls? And these kids are raising their hand. Teacher's like behind the clipboard laughing. Kids are like, um, because he yeah. was thirsty? No. <laughs> because he was hungry? No. Because he can't. And it was like, what the And freak? nobody laughs. Like most of my jokes. <laughs> Except for the teacher. Teacher laughed. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, I talked to my mom. And she's like, oh, did you hear what Timmy did today? I was like, no. And she told me. And I was like, yos, I'm principal of the day. And my brother tells his inappropriate joke yep. to his kindergarten class, which he's not even enrolled in. He's just there for the day. And no one told me. Like, I could have put him in, like, detention or whatever. Like, I could have done all this stuff, and no one freaking told me. I'm, I still hold a grudge about it. However many years ago that was. Ten? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Trying to do math in her head. <laughs> maybe, maybe math. Let's see. I was like in second grade. And Timmy gets in trouble the first day of I'm school, and he walks nine. out. Nine. He walks out of there screaming. But this whole place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was nine years ago. You have no more stupid questions, Dad. Um, you know, I really resemble that remark, but I think that's it for the questions. Is there anything else? No. You guys have any? No, you're not getting in the podcast, Dave. You're just background noise. Although he is wearing a Global Rescue hat. Shout out to Global Rescue. That's right. What? Great, great organization. Dude. A great company. Keep me safe on the mountain with my CF. Anyway, so do you guys have any last minute questions, comments, concerns, jokes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Nothing. don't. Okay. Do you have any last minute? I think we should listen to the joke. Okay, 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 okay. Why did the cat lick its balls? <laughs> <laughs> because I wish it was a dog. <laughs> no, get away from my mic. Was okay. He, was well, he hungry? <laughs> was he thirsty? No. <laughs> We're going to get an explicit rating on this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Dirty hoe. David's back here trying to run this podcast. Anyway, David's annoying. Oh, background noise. Oh, well, did we find a line? No, no. Okay, cool. Anyway, so thank you guys for coming along and making up great questions. Um, <clears throat> just asking questions and mom, you're... By the way, I did want to say this as a disclaimer because it's a serious topic. Obviously, it we it's a horrible disease. We don't want to make light of it. Obviously, you fight it every day of your life and we do a lot to help you and we support you and we engage the family differently because of this disease we raise a lot of money to fight it and find a cure. But, you know, we approach life a little bit differently, maybe. I don't want to offend any viewers that, that or listeners. I don't think they can view this. <laughs> any listeners of the podcast that, that saw what it was about and, and um, might be offended that we were taking it lightly. But this is a serious battle for us. It's obviously a life and death struggle. And uh, we really give a crap about the disease and fighting it. But... We also realize there's only a certain number of days you have on this planet, and we get the most out of it. And Jennifer, you're an inspiration because you have a great sense of humor. You don't take yourself too seriously, and um, we have fun with it. So hopefully it didn't offend anybody, but um, that's how we roll. Yeah. We and enjoy life, and we get the most out of it. Yes, and I know 
I make a lot of jokes about it, especially when I tell Maddie that I'm diseased, and that's how I break the ice that I have CF to her. But it's just, I grew up with this. It's who I am. It's what I have. And if I take it too seriously, then it kind of bumps me out, brings me down. So I take it lightly. I know the serious effects of this, and I know, obviously, because it's part of me. But the more I take it lightly, then, hello. Don't worry. We'll catch our break, too. <laughs> just got to keep our eyes open. But yeah, I just I take it lightly because it's more fun, and then I don't dwell as much about the negative effects that it has on me. I think I take it more lightly, and it makes life more enjoyable if you don't dwell on the bad stuff and just kind of joke around about it. It's well, you can't focus on optimism if you're concerned about stuff you can't control. Yeah. I mean, you control what you can, you do, and you know we all make sure that you do the right things. And your mom, your your living doctor, does what she can for you, and you have great friends that support you, and we fight the battle, right? But yes. You got to relax and enjoy, you know, you take a day off after the battle or at the end of the end of the evening, the battle, you rejoice and, and celebrate yep. victories and moments and because God otherwise life. life is a long, nasty struggle. So, And we're proud of you, Jen. You've uh, persevered and always had a good attitude and and you've been an inspiration to me as a mom. Thank you. So thanks for all your effort. And Thank you. And thanks to my parents and friends and annoying brothers who are always there for me and always help me out. Um, and thanks to the Lord who has blessed me with amazing yeah. family and amazing friends and um, just amazing, amazing time to be alive with CF. There's so much yep. new medications That's that true. has helped me so greatly. Yeah, why don't you to shout out to the CF Research. Shout out to the CF Foundation and the research. There's so many new medications. Oh, and Vertex uh, Pharmaceuticals. Vertex, they have created so many medications that have helped me so much. One of the new medications is still um, in the study trial. I'm in the trial for it. It has brought my lung function up about... Um, 15, almost 20%, I think. Yeah. Um, so it is great. The I technology. thought it was 23. Wasn't it 50? No, what did you start at? Well, I guess I started at... Well, because it was 64 and then it dropped because I kind of got a little sick. So And now it's 77. So it's either way, it's gone up drastically. Yeah. So on average, so far, it's like 10 to 12% increase on average for people that are on the clinical trial yeah. drugs. So, so, so And Jennifer has been very... Um, you know, tough and being able to participate in clinical trials, which is a lot of burden, having to travel. We've gone to New Mexico, and, and now we go to nice. Tucson. And so it's a big pain, but it's really, really critically important for people to participate in clinical trials so that advancements can be made in, in, mm -hmm. in science. So um, I'm proud of you for participating in all that, and you've you. obviously benefited from the clinical trial drug right now, mm -hmm. and we're just blessed to be able to have the opportunity to be one out of 100 people that are in this study. So. Yes. Across and thank you for always being on that and getting me on those trials. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad you are on your it. Your mom is the best. God. Yes, for sure. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for all your support. Yes, Dad. so thank you all for joining me on my journey, talking and joking, and just having a fun time um, talking about CF and having very serious questions. Um, so <laughs> thank you all for going on my journey because life is short and so am I because of my genes. And um, I'm just trying to make the most out of every day, and I hope that you guys do too. I hope you all have a great journey and make it an epic one. Want to add a movie line? Sure, here you go. I'll give you this one. Hasta la vista, baby.